Hey guys, my name is Tori Nershaw. I'm a friend of the team here at Collective Church and I am super excited to be sharing a message with you all today. Thanks for being here with me and thanks to Collective for giving me the opportunity. Um, I thought I knew what I was going to talk about up until about a week ago and then I was falling asleep and then I suddenly got a new download of info and inspo and ever since then I've been thinking about the idea of names, the concept of names. I shared with you guys at the beginning of this, my name's Tori honesty hour my full name is actually Victoria um, which people are always shocked like shocked that my full name is Victoria there's like where'd that come from I'm like you guys Victoria it's not a huge leap but anyway that's a that's a tangent people also tend to think like oh like you don't look like a Victoria and I say like what's that supposed to mean but anyway I think we all can agree that we we expect a certain significance from the name of somebody that we meet um, if you meet somebody and, and their personality doesn't quite match up with your name, you'll, you'd probably be lying if you said that you, you would be shocked for a little bit or surprised for a little bit that um, their name didn't quite measure up to what you would have expected or their personality doesn't quite measure up to what you expected of them when you first met them and, and learned their name. So I was, I was thinking about this concept. Um, you know, I'm in my mid-20s, a lot of my friends are starting to have kids, start their families, and um, I, I think it's so cool and so beautiful that they are spending so much time, I mean weeks, sometimes even months, <clears throat> trying to find the perfect name for their child to and capture who they believe their child to be and who they hope and pray that their child is becoming. And I just think that's the coolest thing. I mean, parents today in 2020 are, are putting that much stock into it, but if you look back in olden times, biblical times, I mean, names were everything. Um, parents put tremendous weight into what they named their child, and we see a lot of examples that people tend to reflect the name that they have in the Bible. Um, and so, I mean, we could, we could go all day if it's an argument of, does your name fit you or do you fit your name? I think it's a little bit of both. But anyway, we also see some examples in the Bible of people who go through a name change. Um, I have a friend, she doesn't know I'm, I'm going to call her out. It's all in love. Hey, Shana. Her name's Shana. And I ran into her a few days ago and um, I said, oh, hey, what's up, Shana? How's it going? She's like, oh, you know what? I'm actually going by Shay now. And I was like, oh, cool. Why? And she's like, I, you know, I just felt like it was time for a change, time to turn a new leaf. And I was like, right on. That's awesome. I thought for a split second about going by like... Vicky, Ugh. or like Victoria. No offense if your name is Vicky. I'm much, <laughs> I'm much more of a Tory. Anyway, again, another tangent. Hone in. Um, side note: I learned this morning that Tory also means bird. So read into that what you want to. But anyway, um, I, I feel like we all kind of resonate with that, right? Like to to have a fresh start, we want a new name, a new label, a new identity. And looking at these examples in the Bible of people who actually did get a, a, a new name, whether it was um, self-decided, like Naomi um, in the Old Testament, changing Tamara, or um, God decided. Um, some coming examples, we see Abram and Sarah in, in Genesis um, transition to Abraham and Sarah. So God literally took Abram, which means father, and told him, no, no, now your name is Abraham, which means father of many nations, father of the multitudes. Um, so it was a physical, literal change, an external change to reflect an internal change, an internal promise fulfilled. And God did that to show that he was faithful to fulfill his promise to both of them, that he was going to bless them with a child and that that child would, you know, become the many nations that we know of today. <clears throat> Another example that a lot of us are familiar with is Simon 
in Matthew, we um, see Jesus ask his disciples, who do people say that I am? And he goes on to, to take it one step further, who do you say that I am? And Simon was only one of his disciples to say that you're the, you're the Messiah, you're the Christ. And because of that response, Jesus responds with, you know, your name's now Peter, which means rock. Um, we did not plan this locale, by the way. This is an impromptu change, so I just think it's really cool how that worked out, how God worked. Anyway, but I, I always thought that was so fascinating because if you know anything about Simon, he, um, all I'll say is if it were me, if I were in Jesus' shoes, he would not be the person that I would choose to be the rock on which I built everything, my entire church. And I just think it's so cool that Jesus didn't only speak into who Simon was, he spoke into who he knew Peter was becoming. He saw the potential, he knew the intentions with which he was created, and um, he knew his future. And so he spoke that into being by giving him a literal new name. <clears throat> and I just think that's so cool that um, we have a father who sees that potential in us and he, he wants to call us by a new name. I was thinking, you know, back to, to my childhood, like there are so many deep-rooted beliefs that I've had about myself for such a long time that have nothing to do with who I actually am or maybe, you know, the tiny insecurities that I have because insecurities are there, I, at, at certain points in my life, has, have acted into them. Um, I read a book by Don Miller recently and in it he said, we become who the people closest to us tell us we are. And I've heard that quote several different places. One of my favorite mentors has told me that several times. And I think there's so much truth to that because the words we speak into people's lives, the labels that we give them, the names that we give them, don't just tell them what we what we think of them they become a, a part of their identity if if we're not careful we can take those things that come from people that have no business speaking into our lives and latch onto it and give it a foothold in our heart and we really become that person that other people tell us that we are um, and I don't know about you guys but I'm sick of letting people who have no business speaking into my life tell me who I am um, and it wasn't until recently that I realized that that was a thing that I was doing. So I, I jotted down recently a few, a few words that came to mind. I don't know if any of these will resonate with you. And I would ask you to pause for a second and think, what are some of the labels or names that you've been operating under that could go back years, maybe even your whole life? I mean, thinking back to playground in elementary school, I mean, names that people would call me like ugly or weird. I don't know, I, I, maybe some of them have been blocked out. Um, maybe it'll come up later um, as I'm falling asleep, but a few that I jotted down, broken, rejected, ugly, ashamed, ordinary, overlooked, unworthy, unlovable, alone, insufficient. And I'd be willing to bet if a lot of us took pause, we'd be able to come up with a lot of other words that we've taken on as part of our identity and taken on as part of our name. But the beautiful thing about us being new creations in Christ is that he gives us a new name. I mean, he didn't just do that with Simon to Peter. He wants to do that with us as well. Um, and we have ample evidence within his word of new names that he does call us. Just a few off the top. Beloved in Song of Songs 2.16. Masterpiece in Ephesians 2.10. Treasured, Deuteronomy 7.6. Friend, John 15.15. 15, a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Known. 1 Corinthians 8.3, and fearfully and wonderfully made in Psalm 139.14. But the thing is, you guys, it's one thing for me to just read these off to you. And if they resonate with you and make you feel good, I love that. Like, I'm so glad. 
but it really doesn't hold much water if you don't know who's saying that about you. If I were walking along the street or in the grocery store minding my own business and someone were to tell me, hey, Jessica, I probably wouldn't turn around because that name holds no significance to me. I don't know that to be my identity. I don't know that to be a part of who I am. But if someone were to say, hey, Tor, hey, T, what's up, Tori? Of course, I'm going to turn around because that resonates with me. That's who I know myself to be. Um, another, another small thing, um, this just came to me. This wasn't part of my plan. But I got a text from someone a few days ago, and um, someone who I, I know a little bit. I don't know super well. I would call him a friend, but more of an acquaintance. And they called me like, hey Tor. And I thought it was nice, but it kind of sat a little weird with me. And I realized it's because I don't really know them that well. Like there's no intimacy there. There's no familiarity there. Um, and it, it just, again, affirmed to me that what, what people call us um, only really means something if we have a relationship with that person. And so I would encourage you, if you don't know yet, the God who says all these beautiful things about you in his word, um, get to know him because I promise you the identity that he has for you is so much better, more, more fruitful, more um, meaningful than the lies and the names that you've been allowing other people to call you, other people that don't know you and other people that don't love you. Um, and so I'm going to pray for us at, at the end of this. Um, but really quickly, I, I also want to emphasize the point that a name isn't just what other people use to identify you or pick you out of a crowd. A name is also how you identify yourself. Um, and so we already know that words are so powerful. It's so powerful what we speak over other people, but it's so powerful about what we speak over ourselves too and what we allow other people's words to resonate with us. I always thought it was interesting growing up in Southern California. A lot of us are familiar with the Spanish language, but I always thought it was so interesting that for me to say my name is Tori in Spanish, I wouldn't literally say mi nombre es Tori. I would say me llamo Tori, which literally translated means I call myself Tori. Um, so I, I, I just want to drive home the point that what we, what we used to describe ourselves, label ourselves, name ourselves, identify ourselves has so much significance into who we end up becoming and the same with our loved ones. So um, be careful about who you choose to allow to speak into your life and who you allow to um, have access to your heart and to your life, including the words that you say over yourself. The only person that I trust um, to, to establish my identity anymore is Jesus because you know, I've tried the self-affirmation talks in the mirror, I've tried the Lizzo songs, I've tried the psychology, like the pop psychology accounts, and you know, it might make you feel a little bit better for a little bit, but it doesn't truly resonate because it's not rooted in truth. Um, and so if you're sick of looking for validation and fixes in places that aren't your creator, then I would encourage you just to explore that a little bit more. I know Collective would love to hook you up with a Bible if you don't have one. There's a free Bible app that is really easy to navigate. Um, feel free to reach out to me. I don't know if <laughs> you think I'm cool or crazy after watching this, but I'd love, I'd love to connect with you more on that too. But I just want you to know that you have someone who knows you better than you know yourself, who loves you more than you could possibly imagine, and that's the only person 
uh, worth telling you who you are because you're his. So I'm gonna pray to close out. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to share with the collective community and whoever else gets to watch this Devo. I thank you for the opportunity to share a little bit of your heart and a little bit of my heart. Thank you for using my voice and this platform to reach even just one other person would be amazing, God. If one other person starts to question the lies that they've been believing about themselves for years and I think I've fulfilled my assignment and thank you so much for this assignment, Lord. Thanks for choosing me. Thank you that we're a new creation in your name and that you created us so intimately, so intricately, and so delicately with such attention to detail, Lord, that um, you've put so much thought and heart into the, the names that you choose to give us, Lord. And I just ask that anyone listening to this would choose today to walk away and, and no longer put stock into the, the lies and the old labels that they've believed about themselves, Lord. They no longer let people speak into their hearts that don't know them and don't love them that anytime they're they're experiencing that longing, that searching of figuring out who they are, what their identity is, what their name is, Father, that they would seek you first, God. Please soften the heart of every person listening to this and allow them to um, open up and be vulnerable to explore those places that a lot of us have shoved down for way too long, Father. And thank you that you always reach out to us with open arms and you meet us with a new name, a new identity. Um, and a heart bigger than we can possibly imagine, Lord. We thank you that you loved us first. Please help us know you better so we can know ourselves better. Um, help us understand how loved we are by you so we can understand um, how much we can learn to love ourselves, I guess, God. You're just so good to us, way better than I could ever deserve. And I thank you again for this opportunity, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thanks for listening, you guys. I'll talk to you next time.